Hey, little mother, do me. 
Ameen. Ameen. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. Bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. Assalamu alaikum, my dear brothers and sisters, and once again, Ramadan Mubarak. This is your brother Abdul Muthakir Muhammad thanking Allah for allowing us again to partake in this beautiful fast of Ramadan. Let me thank each and every one of you for joining us this morning on the Ramadan prayer line. The Ummah reflects and we pray that our time together, as we say every morning, will be beneficial and it will aid us all in our growth and development as believers in Allah. Brothers and sisters, we thank Allah for our guest speaker yesterday, Sister and Dr. Amina al-Din, who spoke to us concerning our beginning in Islam and the transitions that take place in our spiritual growth and development. She encouraged us as we travel through the various stages of spiritual growth, from dressing to Muslim to become Muslims inside and out. We thank Dr. Amina al-Din for her words with us yesterday. We thank our guest speaker today and to take us further to our program sitting in for our beloved brother and friend Abdul Akbar Muhammad is our brother Abdul Malik. Brother Imam, are you there? He's showing to be on. Wa alaikum salam, my brother. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrahu wa salim. Sayyidina wa habibina Muhammadin sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, we bear witness that nothing should be worshipped except Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is in between, the provider of all provisions, the gift giver of life, the master of human destiny, we bear witness that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is indeed Allah's messenger. And we bear witness that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is the embodiment of human excellence in pursuit of that which is most pleasing to Allah. Aisha radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet was, of, in his, the nature of his character, she said, she described the Prophet وسلم, in character as being the embodiment of the Quran, that he was the living, walking, talking word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this most sacred hour in the great month of Ramadan, we look upon some of the most important aspects of Islamic development when we look to the Battle of Badr. The Battle of Badr is a very crucial battle. It reminds us of the battles of life and that some battles in life are inevitable. That as Muslims, we cannot escape the trials and tribulations that comes with fighting for the truth that we represent and standing in opposition to the forces of evil in pursuit of establishing first and foremost the worshiping of Allah alone as a supreme one to be worshipped and obeyed and also in establishing justice and truth in the midst of the forces of evil 
as we confront the forces of wickedness. Life, brothers and sisters, comes with many battles. And there are some battles that are deciding moments in the history and the life of individuals. The Battle of Badr is one of those moments. And I first have to say that uh, I have to think of my mind for the moment because it's a battle within itself with the departure of my mother. So I'm reminded of the spirit as my mother has transcended and returned to Allah, that we must always be prepared to battle against our weaknesses in pursuit of submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trusting in his wisdom. So the battle of Badr, brothers and sisters, comes as a result of after the Muslims had left Mecca and were persecuted and established themselves in the land of Medina, there came a point where their hearts had been filled with the belief in Allah, their faith was unshakable, and their love for Prophet Muhammad wasalam, was unquestionable. As they established themselves, they reflected on the reality that the pagan Arabs of Mecca, under the leadership of the wicked Quraysh, had deprived them of the basic necessities of life and had taken from them all of their wealth as they forced them out of their homes and caused them to scatter, whereupon they found friendship and love in the holy city to become Medina. But prior to Medina being Medina, it was known as the city of Yathrib. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, had instructed the Muslims to monitor the transactions and the trade of the Quraysh. And at some point he gave specific instructions that they should begin to capture the caravan. And as they began to capture the caravan, this angered the Quraysh of Mecca. And the pagan Arabs decided they would march on the Prophet and his companions. And in marching on them in the month of Ramadan, which is very important, brothers and sisters, keep in mind, Ramadan is not a month for vacationing and relaxation and becoming indifferent to the struggles of life. In fact, it's the opposite. Ramadan is the time where we ask Allah to bless us, to elevate our consciousness of his presence, and then to take on the struggles of life as Allah had intended for us to do in pursuit of what is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's in this battle that the Prophet ﷺ made a very important supplication. And brothers and sisters, this is the only battle that is mentioned throughout the Quran. And just to give you one verse specifically in chapter 844, where Allah says, and I read the English to you this morning in the interest of time. And when he showed them to you, before you met them, in your eyes, Allah made them appear as few, although their numbers were large. And he made you appear unto them as few, in order that Allah may bring about a matter that was already destined to be, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may establish that all affairs are always returned unto him. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa during the battle of Badr, had a level of conviction in his prayer. He believed that the battle of Badr was a deciding moment, that either the Muslims would be victorious in establishing the worship of Allah and defeating the wicked forces of spiritual infidelity and the forces of evil, that either this battle would grant them a victory or Islam would suffer an endless defeat. 
And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam, in his prayer, he called out to Allah. And in his prayer, he said, Oh Allah, this is Quraysh. It is this people whose hearts are filled with arrogance and vanity that are trying to discredit Allah and his messenger. They seek our defeat. And he asked Allah that it is on this day that you bless these people of Quraysh to perish. And you allow the Muslims to be victorious because he believed that with the defeat of the Muslim community at that moment is the meaning, the end of the establishing of the faith of Islam. So the Prophet was, and he prayed deeply with sincere devotion to the Creator to be at their side in this battle against the forces of evil. The Prophet Muhammad in Badr being the person that he is, he organized the believers in a manner that in those days, each army would call forth the great men in their ranks to begin the war. So the Prophet set a great example. In calling for the believers to make the sacrifice, he called on Ali Ali ibn Abi Talib. He was the one to enter the battle first, or one of the ones to enter the battle first, and he was successful. Historically, Ali was responsible for killing almost one-third of the enemy forces. And then the battle continued to go on. And then other companions came forward, one after another. And then ultimately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the Muslims to defeat approximately about 950 when the Muslims, their numbers was about 314. Now, brothers and sisters, as I conclude, I want you to consider the very definition of the word Badr in Arabic means the fullness of the moon. It also means that which is fresh and green. It was this battle of Badr that gave the Muslims a wonderful start in the fullness of their faith to establish themselves as a force to be reckoned with as they challenge the evil doers of Mecca. It is in this battle that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was prepared to demonstrate to the Muslims that with the conviction that we have and the trust that we have with Allah, that we cannot turn away from the battlefields of life, that even there comes a time in the life of a believer that we must consider making the ultimate sacrifice if that indeed is what is required. You know, there's another verse in the Quran that we are reminded of where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, say indeed that my prayer, my sacrifice, my life and my death, all of it is for Allah. And I have been commanded to be of those who submit totally to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, as I leave you, I must remind you that the spirit of a Muslim is not one of weakness, but it's a spirit of strength, of strength. It's the spirit of conviction, the spirit of courage, the spirit of fearlessness 
and the spirit of recognizing that as Muslims, we will always be victorious when we put our trust in Allah, for even a moment of defeat for us as Muslims is a victory for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me say that again. That there are times in our lives that we may experience on the surface what appears to be a defeat, but in reality, it is a victory in the making of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Muslims in the days of Mecca, they suffered tremendously many setbacks, many times what appeared to be moments of defeat that caused some to lose hope and faith. But this day, on the battlefield of Badr, in the fullness of the glory of their faith, marching with the Messenger of Allah, Allah gave them a tremendous victory that was only possible by the grace and the mercy of Allah. So I leave you with this, brothers and sisters. Remember this. Victory is from Allah. We are the vessels and the tools of the divine will. We are created by the divine, touched by the divine, but we are not the divine. We are touched by the majesty of the breath of life. And we're given all that is necessary to be successful in every endeavor that we pursue in the name of Allah. But remember, our success is not because of our money. It's not because of our wealth. It's never because of our numbers. Our success is always because of the mercy, the grace, and the divine intervention of Allah. So as the prophet went on the battlefield to the battle of Badr, and he succeeded in the name of Allah, I call upon you, brothers and sisters, face your greatest fears and your greatest battles in life in the name of Allah and know that you were born, designed, and engineered to be victorious. The believers who truly trust in Allah will always win. I give you the greeting. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I thank my sister, Anissa Islam and the entire team for this amazing broadcast. And I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for always encouraging us to work together so that we can be instruments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we battle against the forces of evil, a battle that is inevitable, believing in knowing that Allah will give us the victory. May you have a blessed Ramadan. May you continue to enjoy your fast, your reading, your study, and your moment of reflection. And know that you too will be victorious. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum salami, ma'am. Thank you so, so much for those, those woo, powerful words. This is Malakmana Rahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. It really gives me great pleasure to introduce our special guest this morning. We have visited Turkey. We've had a, a guest speaker from Turkey. We've had a guest speaker from Iran. This morning, our guest speaker comes from Canada. I would like to introduce this now and present to others, Brother Roger A. Muhammad. Thank you. A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. As-salatu wassalam wa ala rasooli al-kareem. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Amabad. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness 
that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. And we are thankful to Allah for his intervention in our affairs, in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. And we are thankful that he would raise among those descendants of slaves who are also descendants of great Islamic civilizations of the past in Africa, but who were brought here on a westerly course, that he would raise one who would be onto us, who are like the children of Israel in the house of Pharaoh, that he would raise one who would be onto us as Moses was onto the children of Israel. And I'm speaking of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we are thankful that Allah would also give us an extension of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who would be to Elijah Muhammad as Aaron was onto Moses. And I'm speaking of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And in their names, I would like to greet you, my beloved brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace, all the way up from Canada in the great north. Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. Now this morning, we want to briefly share words of reflection on two parts of the Holy Quran from the 17th Jews in our daily reading. The first passage is found at the beginning of Surah Al-Anbiya, the Prophets, where it reads, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, the time of people's judgment has drawn near, yet they are heedlessly turning away. Whatever new reminder comes to them from their Lord, they only listen to it jokingly, with their hearts totally distracted. And in in another passage, also at the beginning of the surah, Surah Al-Hajj, the pilgrimage, it reads, O people, keep your duty to your Lord. Surely the shock of the hour is a grievous thing. The day you see it, every woman giving suck will forget her suckling, and every pregnant one will lay down her burden, and you will see people as drunken, yet they will not be drunk. But the punishment of Allah will be severe. Now, in reading these passages, on the heels of the momentous message of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on February 26th of this year, warning us, that we have entered the time of the war of Armageddon, we would be wise during this month of Ramadan to fortify our spiritual armor and root our spirit in the word of Allah that we might stand against the wiles of shaitan. But more importantly, let us make sure that as Muslims, our ritual practices do not become the sole dimension of Islam that we are practicing. What do you mean by that, Brother Rajan? Well, just like our physical universe has three dimensions, so too is Islam a three-dimensional religion. 
And those three dimensions are what I call the WWW of faith. No, I'm not talking about the World Wide Web. What we're referring to as the three W's of faith are number one, the word, number two, the way, and number three, the work. Now, just like in the early days of the Internet, when we needed to type in, we actually needed to type in all three W's of a website name in order to establish your connection with the server. We, too, as Muslims, need to practice all three W's of our faith in order to establish a full connection with our Lord on the server called www.islam.com. Is that right? Hence, connecting to the word means we're studying the word of Islam as we do when we're striving to read our entire Quran during the month of Ramadan. And connecting with the way means we are practicing our Islam by fasting, praying, giving in zakat, and following the restrictive laws and maintaining a righteous conduct. But the third W, which is the work, is absolutely vital to our Islam because it is through the work of spreading the word and the way of Islam that we can establish a world where peace, justice, freedom, and equality will prevail as we're engaged in the battle against the forces of shaitan. Henceforth, there is no need for us today to pick up a literal sword in order to be fighting for Islam. What we need is a spiritual sword that will come out of our mouths when we speak the word and teach the way and thereby work out our own salvation by removing the blood of the sinners from our hands. Because we have made the effort to warn the wicked that they may turn from their wicked ways. In fact, that third W of doing the work of Islam is so important that if we don't do it by warning the people who are trapped today in the world wide web of wickedness in shaitan's civilization, then not only will our connection to Allah be severed, but we will also expose ourselves to the punishment of Allah. Now, to quote my leader and teacher on this particular point, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has this to say in the self-improvement study guides about the consequences of practicing the way of Islam but failing in our duty as civilized men and women to spread it to others. He says, quote, You think of your righteousness. You think of your goodness. But you do nothing to make another person good. You walk by the weak. You walk by the wicked. And you walk by those who hunger and thirst for a better life. And you care nothing for them. 
You have negated your own existence because you are denying the will of Allah. End quote. And to give us an example of what can happen when we as Muslims engage in this form of what the minister calls self-negation, where we are good, but we're only good for ourselves. There is a Hadith Qudsi, which deals specifically with the consequences of prioritizing rituals over moral duties to spread the truth of Islam that we have been blessed to learn. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah had instructed an angel to destroy a particular city because of its wickedness. But the angel went back to Allah and said, Oh Allah, indeed therein is a certain slave of yours who has not disobeyed you even for the blink of an eye. Should I still destroy the city? And you know what Allah responded to the angel? He said, start with him. Start with him, for he did not frown at the disobedience for my sake ever. So brothers and sisters, this hadith, in conjunction with the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, are to tell us that if we neglect the third W of work, Allah may replace it with another W, which is the W of the wrath of Allah. Surely we do not want any part of that. So in closing, let me leave you with some inspiring words of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who described to us the beauty and the benefits of focusing on the work of Islam. He said, a Muslim is nothing. He, she is nothing. He, she can achieve nothing, fulfill nothing without working. If you are poor, work. If you are rich, continue working. If you are burdened with seemingly unfair responsibilities, work. If you are happy, keep on working. Idleness gives room for doubt and fears. If disappointment comes, work. If your health is threatened, work. When faith is shaken, work. When dreams are shattered and hope seems dead, work. Work as if you were in peril. No matter what ails you, work. Work faithfully. Work with faith. Work for your mosque. Work for your own. Work is the greatest remedy available for mental and physical afflictions, end quote. So let's remember, brothers and sisters, as we go on to, seven, to day 17, that the way, the word, and the work is the key to our connection onto the server of Allah, www.islam.com. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank Sister Nisa for letting me share these few words to you. As I greet you in peace, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa marfiratuh. Wa alaikum salam, brother Roger.
Excellent words, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. On your www, the word, the way, and the work. Thank you for your words and your inspiration to us this morning, dear brother. May Allah continue to bless you and the brothers and sisters all the way up north. May Allah continue to bless you and your family and all the believers. Praises are due to Allah. We will now ask our brother if he would come and give us the hadith of what we affectionately call the hadith of the day, Brother Jaleel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to everyone. This glorious morning in the month of Ramadan, as we seek to fast yet another day, as we seek to pray yet another day, and as we seek to seek the mercy of Allah yet another day. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. We praise Allah. We thank Allah. And we seek Allah's help from the evil of our bad deeds and the consequences of those bad deeds. Whomever Allah guides, no one can misguide that person. Whomever Allah leaves wandering aimlessly, no one can guide that person right. I bear witness there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah, and I testify that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The most truthful words, the most truthful book is the book of Allah, and the best guidance comes from the Rasulullah, alayhi salatu salam. Every made-up thing in religion is a going astray, and every going astray leads to the hellfire. May Allah protect us. I mean, thank you, Brother Roger, for your words today, and we thank you for your parsing through Jude 17. In Jude 17, he spoke about the verse in the Quran speaking about that dreadful day, the shock of the hour, the day of judgment, the day of standing, the day of regret. Brothers and sisters, that's going to be a tough day. It's going to be a tough day for the hypocrites, the monafics. It's going to be a tough day for the Kafirs, the disbelievers. It's going to be a tough day for the slackers. It's going to be a tough day. The Prophet told us it was going to be a tough day in various hadiths. And he told us about the significance of that day and why that day that is sure to come is the day that we need to prepare for. One day the Prophet was with some of the companions and one of the companions asked the question, O oh, dear Messenger of Allah, when is Judgment Day? The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, responded by saying, what have you done to prepare for it? That question was posed to his companion, but that question is posed to us. What are we doing to prepare for the Day of Judgment? Are we keeping close to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Are we striving to draw nigh unto Allah? Are we reading the Book of Allah with contemplation and with serious pondering? Are we giving charity so that we can remove the remorse from us on the day of judgment? The Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, said, give the charity, even if it's a half a date, removing yourself from the hellfire. What are we doing to prepare for the day of judgment? That day will be a dreadful day to brothers and sisters. The Prophet, peace and blessing be upon us, Peace and peace and blessing be upon him told us in an 
authentic hadith. He said, on the day of judgment, the sun will come close to the creation until it will be like a mile from them, a mile away from the believers and the disbelievers. People will be drawn to the extent of their actions, meaning it will be drawn close to the sun to the extent of their actions. From among those people, he said, there will be those that will have sweat from anxiety up to their ankles. And then he said there will be others based upon their anxiety and nervousness that the sweat will come up to their kneecaps. Some, he said, will the sweat from their anxiety and exasperation will come up to their waistline. And then he said others, they will be filled with so much anxiety, so much anxiety, so much nervousness that the sweat will come right up until their necks. It's going to be a dreadful day, dear brothers and sisters. I encourage you as I encourage myself to do all that we can to win over the favor of Allah so that on the day of judgment, we will be seen in a good light from Allah so that when he gives us the book, the book will be handed to us in our right hand because the Quran says that the book will be handed to those in the right hand and those are the ones that are safe. But the book that we've handed to those in their left hand, they're doomed. On the day of judgment, the Prophet Sallallahu told us in the authentic hadith that the nervousness and the anxiety and the exhilaration will be so apparent that people will be running to the prophets seeking their intercession. And the first one they will go to, they'll go to the Prophet Adam, alayhi salam, and they will beseech Adam, alayhi salam, they will say, oh, Adam, you're the father of mankind. You're the father of mankind. You're the first on the earth. Appeal to our Lord and intercede, intercede to our Lord on our behalf. And Adam will look at them and say, get away from me. Get away from me. I'm only concerned about myself today. I sinned against my Lord. I'm concerned about myself. Get away from me. They will turn from Adam and they will go then and rush over to Nuh alayhi salam. And they will beseech the Nuh alayhi salam, saying, O Nuh, O Nuh, you're the second prophet that Allah chose. Beseech your Lord on our behalf. Plead with your Lord on our behalf. Intercede to your Lord on our behalf. And Nuh will say, get away from me, get away from me. I'm only concerned about myself today. They will move forward, their brothers and sisters, and they will go to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim, beseech your Lord for us. Beseech your Lord for us. Intercede on our behalf, please. And he will say just what the other said. Get away from me. Get away from me. I'm only concerned about myself today. They will go from one prophet to another, one prophet to another. They will come to Esau, alayhi salam, Jesus the Christ. And they will say, oh, Esau, alayhi salam, appeal to us. Appeal to your Lord on our behalf. We have sinned, but appeal to your Lord on our behalf. And he will say, get away from me. Get away from me. During my time, there were those who thought that I was God. I'm concerned about myself today. Get away from me. Get away from me. They will leave Isa alayhi salam, and they will then proceed on to Muhammad alayhi salatu salam. And they will all come to Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him, and they will ask him to intercede. And he will say, I will intercede for you. Right then, their brothers and sisters, the story tells us that he will get down in prostration and put his forehead on the ground. And he will prostrate for an elongated period, and he will beg Allah and plead with Allah, interceding on our behalf. And then Allah will say, rise up, ask for whatever you need, ask for whatever you want. 
and the Prophet, peace and being pleasant, bid me Allah by the permission of Allah, he will beg Allah and plead with Allah on our behalf. And those that were safe in this world, those that were secure in this world, by, by that I mean those that held on to the sunnah with their mulatis, those that, who did their best in striving to obey Allah's commands, those who made their salat, those who gave charities, those who made an attempt to go to Hajj, they will be safe through the intercession of Prophet Muhammad. May Allah bless us to be of those that are safe and secure on the day of judgment. For like Brother Roger said, that's the shock of the hour. The babies will be dropped from their mother's wombs. The babies that were on the breast being breastfed, the mothers will drop them as if they don't even know them. They'll be that nervous. May Allah bless us to be of those that are safe on that day. And may Allah guide our children and may Allah guide our spouses to be safe in that manner. And may Allah guide our loved ones to be safe in that manner. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam, Brother Jaleel. Thank you for the hadith of the day. We now ask our sister, Dr. Sister Dr. Nisa Islam Muhammad, if she give us a fast fact and the... Um, sister Nisa. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Our fast fact of the day is... You can have a body too. What will you bring your all to? Your efforts, your talents, and your skills, as the early Muslims did in Badr. Whatever that is, that will be your body. With great effort, we can have our own body, just like the Muslims who fought on Ramadan 17 in the Battle of Badr. It was an unforeseen victory. The Muslims were outnumbered three to one. However, they emerged from a defensive stance toward one of stability and expansion. The battle damaged Meccan trade and boosted the morale of the Muslims as a viable force. Allah says in the Quran, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Allah helped you at Badr when you were very weak. Be mindful of Allah so that you may be grateful. Surah 3, Ayah 123. The Battle of Badr exemplifies three concepts. Sincerity, sacrifice, and the third is solidarity. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, reflects the sincerity of that moment. There was fear. They didn't know what was going to happen. It was a huge battle, and they were very tense. The Quraysh were so many, and they were so few. Imagine what's going on in their minds and hearts. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, spent the night before the battle in prayer, begging and pleading with Allah for a victory. He wanted to know that what he was doing was the right thing. His heart was sincere. Next is sacrifice. The Muslims sacrificed everything for the Battle of Barter. Early 20th century shows black people sacrificing nickels and dimes to build institutions like Morehouse, Spelman, and Howard University. Parents and communities sacrificed to send their children to college. The early Muslims in the U.S. did the same thing. Masjid Muhammad in Washington, D.C., formerly known as Temple Number no. 4, was the first mosque built from the ground up by black Muslims. We have a history of sacrifice and know what that's like. What are we willing to sacrifice for today? What is our bother? Lastly, is solidarity or unity? Those Muslims at the Battle of Badr were bound together by the worship of one God. They wanted freedom from idolatry. They were chosen for, for that day and time. They were called for duty. Have you been called to duty? What are you willing to volunteer for? Who in our community can we pull in? 
who are the people that are sitting on the peripheral looking and wishing they could help do something? Wishing they could have been at the Battle of Badr, but instead wishing they could be part of our community effort to establish Islam. It takes bravery to answer the call of duty. It takes courage to fight for unity. Who will we stand in solidarity with? Pray, dear Muslims, that Allah finds us worthy to be the people of sincerity, sacrifice, and solidarity. I mean, that is the fast fact. We need a Badr in our lives. Welcome to our listeners from around the world. Countries include Greece, Pakistan, and France. Since the beginning of Ramadan, there have been over 100,000 downloads of the podcast. Those numbers also represent listeners from Senegal, Spain, and Slovakia. We thank Allah over and over for for the opportunity to serve. Thank you for listening. Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for the Nisa report and the fast fact. Thank Allah for the beautiful way of Islam. Brothers and sisters, our reading for today, as we heard Brother Roger go into, and we heard Sister Nisa speak about, and Brother Abdul Malik, we are talking about the day, reading of day 17, and our reading starts with chapter 21, verse 1, through chapter 22, verse 78. Surah 21, ayat 1, through Surah 22, ayat 78. We'll once again ask our brother at this point, as we begin to close our program, would he close us with prayer, Brother Shahid? As-salamu alaykum. Dear Muslims, let us pray. Qul a'udhu billahi minash Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahmanirrahim Maliki Yawmiddin and grief and I seek thy refuge from lack of strength and laziness and I seek thy refuge from cowardice and niggardliness and I seek thy refuge from being overpowered by debt and the oppression of men O Allah suffice thou me with what is lawful to keep me away from what is prohibited and with thy grace Make me free from want of what is besides thee. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Shahid, for your prayers with us this morning. Okay, brothers and sisters, as we close on behalf of our guest speaker this morning, all the way from the north, our beloved brother and friend, Brother Roger A. Muhammad, 
And Brother Roger, may Allah bless you and the family and the believers in the, in, the, in, the, in Canada. May Allah bless you all. Thank you, sir, for your words with us this morning. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his family, we can never thank Allah enough for what he has done and is doing and his family to establish this mighty word of Islam in this country and throughout the world. On behalf of the Executive Council and their families, we thank each and every one of you for aiding and assisting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in spreading this mighty word of Islam. On behalf of the ministers and imams throughout this country and world who are spreading this word of Islam, may Allah bless you, each and every one of you. On behalf of my co-host, Brother Akbar, Brother Abdul Malik, Sister Nisa, Brother Jaleel, Brother Shaheed, and on behalf of each and every one of you that are on this line, that are listening to these words as we prepare uh, for our body, our spiritual body, as well as our physical body. Let us hold on and be strong in this hour, dear brothers and sisters. Let us stand strong, as Brother, brother Roger said. Let us walk with the word and the way, but let us get this work in. Get this work in. So let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyyil azim. Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah. There is no God but Allah, Allah is great. All power and might belong to Allah, the Most High, the Great. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa Allahu Akbar. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم. Glory be to Allah. All praise to Allah. There is no God but Allah. Allah is great. All power and might belong to Allah. The Most High is the Allah, 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 Allah,